Um, this podcast is really just three guys talking about martial arts, which, uh, a topic that we we all love. Um, so I'm here today. My my name's Alex. I'm here with Josh. Josh Yo. And I'm here with Owen as well. How are you? Um, and we're basically just going to talk about general things, different topics for each podcast. So hopefully you'll enjoy. So just for this one, we're going to have a little conversation, just explaining who we are, what we've done. And then we're just going to talk about, um, well, mine and Josh's shared experience uh, training in Thailand. Owen as well has also been to Thailand. So we'll just shoot from there. Um, mainly we're just going to be doing sort of general talk health about fit um about health and fitness uh mental health physical health just how how martial arts kind of helps that we're going to try and get some fighters on uh, so i think josh has got a couple lined up is that right yeah that's true Possibly. um owens i believe said he'll get one on if he can as well cool i've got one um yeah firing coach interviews from various martial arts we'll get as many as we can um, we're going to look at the cultural aspects as well, um, you know, how martial arts are different around the world. And also we'll look at the history, you know, how's it, how it's changed from through generations, how, how martial arts were, you know, back in the 1800s to now and things like that. Um, and then we'll also, um, you know, throw in a bit of uh, support and uh, just talk about charities that, you know, we, we're all sort of interested in. And uh, we'll just go from there. So starting off, Josh, just give me a brief breakdown of your martial arts, uh, his, you know, your training and sort of ideology behind it. So uh, when did you start doing martial arts? What was the first thing that you did? Uh, my first martial art was Muay Thai. Um, that was back in 2016. Um, just went down with a mate who invited me and I've loved it ever since. And where was that? that was in? So you're from Stevenage. So was that at Renegade? Was am I right? Was no, it's um, my first gym was Basement Martial Arts under Oliver Warren. Um, very good uh, coach. He's from Australia. Um, won quite a few championships himself. So yeah. Okay, so um, you did Muay Thai, and then um, you also did uh, white collar boxing, didn't you as well? Yeah, that was a few months after. Um. Again, a mate, he called me into it to um, obviously do it. Um, boxing was a little bit different for me, obviously. Um, learning Muay Thai as obviously the first sport, combat sport that I've done. And uh, yeah, it was it was amazing, especially the charity work, eight weeks free training. Um, over a thousand people there as well. Very nerve-wracking, but yeah, it was more um, the adrenaline, which I love from it. That's that ultra white-collar boxing. Yeah, that's so, um from there on so you just carried on sort of training muay thai then i guess yeah that. um ever since was uh, muay thai then i started um mma as well just to obviously learn the full fundamentals of uh, martial arts which is brazilian jiu-jitsu in there as well so it's just learning every aspect of it isn't it and it's um just an eye-opener on what you can learn from different variants yeah so is there anything you know sort of uh, you'd like to do um, like in the future you know after obviously the pandemic and we all get back to training yeah. is there like any competitions or anything you'd like like to sort of so with Owen's push he's got me to do the white collar again in um, July so that's going to be the turnaround which I think I need to obviously um, 
get back at it, uh, get the full motivation behind me because I think I definitely want to go into mixed martial arts. So they're just going to see how I get on with my stand-up game and then um, we'll start, obviously, training from there. Okay, that's good. So moving on to Owen now. So Owen, do you want to tell me... um... Or tell everyone when you started martial arts uh, what was your first experience of it uh, my first experience of martial arts was karate when i was about five <laughs> my father uh, made me go into karate at the time so i did mm. that until i was about 13 Um kind of lost the love for it then for a while and gave it a miss for a few years and then Went into Muay Thai at the age of 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that right up to now when I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and I'm boxing now currently. I'm after kind of veering off a small bit from Muay Thai and I'm full-time boxing at the nice. moment. And you're also a PT. Yeah, I'm PT. I have my own business in Stevenage. Um, it is MEPT, personal training studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I have all different walks of life coming in and yeah. Uh, yeah it's just lucky to do something that I'm very passionate about that's good do you, do you find yourself using any of your martial arts experience in uh, in your PT sessions at all or um, no I'll be honest yeah I don't often really do that unless it's very unless a, a specific person comes in I have mm-hmm. trained people for white collar before um, and when I say train people I've helped them with my experience of um, of my martial arts history, not, I wouldn't claim to be the best, like, but any knowledge that I can hand over to someone and help them to become better—that's literally me doing my job, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. That's a good thing. So, um, with that, I'll just move on to my experience. So, I probably started karate at the age of—I don't know—I always say ten just because I can't remember and that I just round up to the nearest 10. It was probably like eight or something. I think I only did that for a year and that was only because the um, the, the trainer actually moved on to join a circus. Um, he was really into like acrobatics and Sounds stuff like that. like he was really good then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's funny because he, really, um, he really just did it as a hobby. He charged us all a pound and that was literally just to pay for the um, the, the church hall. And I think if he didn't have enough people, he'd just pay for it himself. But uh, he was quite he was quite passionate. And um, yeah, so from there on, um, I've sort of, I didn't get into any martial arts after that just because um, uh, money was one. And also there wasn't really any places around uh, that I could get to. I did a few, you know, sort of a few stuff and uh, in between. But it wasn't until I was probably about, I want to say like 16, that I did... Um, I did taekwondo for two years and that was pretty full on because that was every Monday to Friday, uh, two hours training. And um, they were sort of training in that sort of, uh, you know, what you see in the Olympics now, that sort of, uh, that kind of aspect, you know, training like for the team, you know, team bath, whatever you want to call it, team yeah. Bristol, Somerset. Um, so yeah, I did that for quite a while and that, that was quite mixed because you had Taekwondo, then there was like a kickboxing class as well um, and like weapons and lots of stuff. That was probably what I would call my foundation. But um, yeah, I sort of fell out with that. Um, just I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the competitions. You know, I, I, I won a few, but you know, it, it sort of became like just 
a kind of tapping game you know I, like as things move on you know as soon as something i always say as soon as something goes into the olympics they kind of just ruin the rules um yeah. i think boxing is the only one that's kind of survived because you've got pro rules and an amateur but um and uh i think now they've just have they taken the head guys off of boxing in, uh, in the olympics? i've seen some of them not wear head guards but i still i still have seen it unless it's another form yeah. of olympics i'm not sure because there is so, uh, other ones there yeah, amateur. So yeah, um, from from there on, um, went into Muay Thai in Bristol. Um, that was uh, just sort of. I mean, it wasn't for. I think I probably did that for like a month or two, or a couple of months. Um, and then I, I was working over there. I stopped that job, um, and that, so I was in Bath. So I was like, right, I, I need to, you know, carry on doing something Muay Thai based. There wasn't really anything around my area at the time apart from um, uh, a club called Kali Sikaran. And they were um, like Eskrima, Arnis, if you've ever heard of that sort of stuff. You ever watched like the Jason Bourne movies? Things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of, um, that's that's like a part of it, that kind of self-defense. But within that system, there was a star called Sikaran, and that was basically just like Muay Thai. In fact, it was, I couldn't, you couldn't really tell the difference. Um, it's just Filipino Muay Thai. So there was a lot of uh, kickboxing and training and that. Um, weapons, like, really good. Some of it was eclectic. Some of it was pretty hardcore, um, pretty brutal. Sounds nasty. like you're going for, like, an action movie or something then. <laughs> yeah. So some of it, I mean, the, my trainer would call it, like, you know, this bit is movie stuff. This bit's more realistic on the street. And then this bit's, like, sport competition. So I did that solidly for two years and then at the same time uh, i found a kickboxing club which was actually sanda if you've ever heard of that just yep. uh chinese yeah, kickboxing. chinese kickboxing wushu um and that that has similarities to muay thai but it's a lot of wrestling a lot of forward striking it's probably a bit more boxing actually in, in that as well so I've, i'm still doing that at the moment so uh yeah that that's that's my experience through nice. just that of all of that. them because obviously sounds like you've done quite a lot of like different martial arts obviously um what would you say is probably your most favorite out of them out of them all um i don't know if i'd have a favorite i think i flip between because i mean at the moment i'm still currently i would be doing sort of like uh carly on my own and i'm still doing sanda but with the Sandar training, uh, a lot of the classes, they're all kind of, uh, you know, you get fighters from like Muay Thai fighters, you get like yeah. people doing Taekwondo and Karate. So the, to me, like, like in my head, that's just kickboxing. And then I've got kickboxing and then I've got like self-defense stuff, which is what you get from the Kali. Yeah. Um, but um, I would definitely say doing the Kali was a lot, lot more, uh, yeah, probably more tough, more tough. my favorite. The, yeah. yeah, the dirty boxing, it's, it's like four or five styles. It's also got groundwork and stuff in it as well it's his, it's his own mma really yeah um, that is that is, the, that is that is definitely like where i kind of always oh, starts off anyway like especially in ireland like i was i was going in and out of like karate when i was younger and then you're you're always craving that next bit you know what i mean because mm. like you said earlier it's like when you get into competition there's a lot of tip tap and you're just like yeah there's only so much of that you can take before yeah. you before yeah, you want to exactly. go okay well, i don't want the headgear anymore i want to i want to bang like yeah. you know what i mean yeah, so 100 nah, i remember with the coach in cyprus i'll get onto this at another point he was um a taekwondo um and a kickboxer 
And he pointed something out as like where he'd throw a kick at my gut, but it's like he wouldn't full on elevate the kick round. He'd just tap it. But as I went to do my counter kick, he pointed out that I've obviously switched stance and I'm ready to absolutely throw this sledgehammer of a kick compared to a normal tippy tappy as you calling it there. So it's like, as you say, you just want to, <laughs> if you're going to kick someone, you may as well do it properly. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, and I think, Owen, you, you're, you know, doing karate, you're, you're done this as well, that the traditional side is real. Like karate is like a real you know, it was intended for like killing someone. You know, the tournament's supposed to, uh, especially in Taekwondo, simulate the fact that once you get that point, you know, that one punch, that is a dehabilitating de- punch. You're supposed to win the fight. That's why it's like point sparring. Um, but because everyone's training for competition, they don't train. You uh, to kill. <laughs> it's like they're not training. Yeah, they're not training like proper power. So. Yeah, he's probably right in the fact that he's gone for a, a kick to your stomach. But really, if he was training that properly, that half roundhouse kick to your stomach would be, you know, yeah. quite a powerful thing. Yeah, um, ruthless. So, yeah. <laughs> I think the idea is yeah, that it's yeah. just it's a quicker kick, isn't it? Because as I say, if I do a switch kick, that's going to take more time to obviously get to them than one of them. Yeah, but you yeah, see it. With, you you see it with Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan, obviously did a bit of taekwondo. I'm pretty sure, and he did kickboxing. Have you seen his kicks online? Yeah, like, they're disgusting. One of them, yeah, you're, yeah. disgusting. you're in big trouble. Like. Yeah. Shotguns. <laughs> so exactly. So yeah, a lot of it is, it's more, I mean, you can go from any any sort of, uh, I mean, I haven't really done a lot of like Aikido, but I would say that if you were doing Aikido and then you you train to fight like real, you know, and you, you, you use strikes and stuff as well, you, you'd probably, it's just, it's just what you're trying, you're, you're fighting for. If you're putting that, if if you're training something traditional and then you your sparring is as close to co- full contact as it can be, you will do well in a full contact fight because you're constantly training for that. That's just why you see a lot of karate fighters like Leo Tomashida do well in you know MMA and UFC. Like he trains the same, but they also train for that full contact kind of fight. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really about what they're training towards. You know, if you're training towards that kind of competition, you're gonna you're gonna train just for that. And obviously, for a uh, full contact martial art, it's not really it's not it's not. They are le- they are lethal enough though. Some of the taekwondo boys are they are quite. I had a few friends there in Ireland, and they are lethal. Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, you have the likes of even Conor McGregor and the way he was he positions himself positions himself in previous mm. fights that taekwondo style side on and he's moving in and out so so good at just yeah just not used to the it. other shots do you know what i mean he's just like yeah i'll bounce in now he's going to commit i'll bounce back and then count or bang and that's just what makes him exactly that, that's, that what, that's what that's what <laughs> fucked him against dustin <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah. Well, is it, i mean with that in mind uh josh and owen with uh sort of the the popularity of MMA and like you said, Conor McGregor, who who did do I think he did do Taekwondo or karate or something. You can definitely tell he's done oh, something. He done something. Taekwondo. Yeah. Huh? Taekwondo, I'm pretty sure. Taekwondo, yeah. I think it is. Um do you think that these clubs might, you know, in the future start training towards that as well as you know, competitions in the Olympics? Do you think karate, taekwondo and, and these kind of martial arts will start angling some of their training towards MMA. I think 
I think when you look at the likes of McGregor and, like you say, Leon Machida, like, they're sick established fighters in the UFC, like, so, I mean, in MMA, I have never fought in MMA, I'd love to do it someday, like, but, I mean, McGregor was top of the food chain for a long time, like, mm. and his style was literally taken off, so I would, I would say, yeah, it all depends what type of fighter you are, doesn't it? That's right, yeah. Indeed, definitely. Um, right, just going on to a, another topic, so we can talk about this all day. Um, should we share our Thailand experience, Alex? Should we let Owen go first? Because obviously we went together, yeah. so we can sort of go with what our story is. So, Owen, what part of Thailand did you go to, and where did you train? Uh, I went to Phuket, and I trained in Sinbi Mai Thai. You know, there was literally a major, major eye-opener to me in the Muay Thai scene. Um, the way they train uh, is just another level. They're, they're literally, I don't know, I, I've never been to Thailand before and I rocked up and I was like, okay, let's see what's all about. And even, just, even the way they train, you go in the morning, you go for your run and you get back to the gym. And then all of a sudden, you're shut, you're warm, you have to do another warm up. Then you have to hit the bag, and then you're out doing sparring, and then you're going to the ring doing your round. And it's just a completely different way of life. And when you mm-hmm. go out there, you really understand that, like, these lads are built different, like, you know what I mean? And yeah, even their stylistic agree. ways of doing it. Oh, yeah, they're, they're machines, man. I, I was just, I was just taking it all in. I remember when, we were sparring and they were like slow it down and, and the way they slow a fight down and just it's like they're just so hard but you know what I mean they're hardy bastards like that that's why I, I, I love the way that they can slow the pace down everything is just so slow whereas in Ireland when you're fighting Mai Tai it's pretty much just fucking going for it like do you know what I mean yeah nah that's definitely another thing which we'll go on to is just like the cultural things like as to where you train in in England where you don't feel like it like when you go to Thailand it just feels completely different and then like even we were on about it today like Dutch kickboxing like Decker as well it's just crazy isn't it like different variations of it my favorite fighter of all time but he's just <laughs> he's just an, another level he's just another level man I swear to god I love him but I still watch his videos to to this day by just how he's so aggressive and ripping to the body by he's just he's just top bracket by him oh unbelievable talk about him all day and i would <laughs> yeah right so um was it just simbi you went to was it then or yeah so i went, I went to simbi and i was there for two weeks i trained twice a day um i just slept trained and just ate by that was it like and the experience by was just the best experience of my life if i'm honest which i i mean obviously i love thai boxing and i've been doing it for a long time going over there was really kind of cementing that cemented my love for the sport like it was just phenomenal they're just they just bring a different level of athlete out of you as well yeah you know what i mean as you say it's most most their life isn't it is that is their life. They wake up there, they train every day. It's like, it's just a massive part of their, the way they obviously. Yeah. 
It's just another level, man. I'm really looking forward to getting back up to another I'm honest. Yeah. Well, me and um, Alex, we've been to Simbi as well when we went out there the second time round. It just felt like um, like the movie Kickboxer. It just felt like that proper traditional Thailand gym where it feels like it motivates you more because obviously you just feel like, oh, this is where it was created. So I want to learn every ounce of what they have here. So I don't know if Alex, you had the same uh, sort of feeling on that. Yeah. So when um when we first went the first time, we went to the Phuket top team, didn't we? And that that was yeah. great. Um, but it was it was very crowded. Um, there was a lot of big Muay Thai fighters there, and um, it was fun. But it did feel like it was a little bit too overcrowded, and that um just for trying something out, it, it was like I said, it was great. But probably wanted to go somewhere. It was a little bit more inclusive for us so uh after that we went to maximum gym maximum was great um, yeah best loved one that i went when i went back i did a few uh well not a few i did quite a lot of one-to-ones there um and that was that was a great class as well uh the good thing about maximum as well is that it was it was sort of in the town so there was there was quite a few people there but it wasn't overly packed it wasn't like the what we used to call the fight road didn't we where there was just loads of gyms yeah that lot, road was insane so um, we did, yeah, so we did that, we joined that, um, and then on the second time, you're right, we did go to Simbi, and yeah, Simbi was great, it was, um, it just, you know, you, you go out there, it's, it's just, it's its own little bit, isn't it, you, you drive down that road, you come around, you've got the, what was it, like two, three rings, I think, um, yeah, we did a big class there, lots of space, and uh, yeah, it just, it just felt great, I mean, we were just doing the, we were in living there uh like you were actually and we were sort of on a holiday but that was you know our plan was to do quite a few few uh training sessions there so um yeah and you're right it is completely different i found that um when i do muay thai when i've done muay thai classes uh in over here in, in the western world um it's it's very different it's quite full-on you know it's uh they use their hands a lot more than the thais do i would say um and yeah it's it's like a it's like a boot camp in a way sometimes when i go to like the one i was going to but when uh, uh when i was in thailand that was a lot more technique uh it just it just felt a lot more cultural a lot more spiritual as well like, what, like a you know, flow yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was it was uh, like you said go on go ahead yeah no it's just saying like like you said uh it's it's their way of life isn't it it's it just feels completely different they do it every day um and it's 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 a natural kind of you know like they eat sleep walk talk muay thai Thai. so um yeah that was that was my experience i think josh got that same sort of thing as well yeah no i definitely got the same vibe as that the um one of the other things i liked as well is because obviously it's a lot harder over here in the uk but don't have as many coaches but when you're in thailand you get like a separate coach don't you like who will hold pads for you so the fighters don't have to hold the pads so you get a, a longer session so you, you're taking a lot more in as to you would to do this combination over here in the uk as they're giving you the combinations if that um does make any sense <laughs> yeah 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 um their explanations as well of you know even just the techniques are a lot different they they kind of explain it like uh uh like not like a religion i would say but definitely
definitely that sort of you know Muay Thai is you know, I remember talking to one of their trainers he was like yeah yeah he's you know he yeah. was like yeah you know this helps your body you know these are your weapons you know you you, you punch you kick you know punch and kick with your whole body yeah they are so, they um, limbs yeah it's definitely more of a martial art there than it is I would say in the in in the Western world it is the Western world is a lot more like a sport but definitely when you go to Thailand although that is their national sport it does feel like more like a martial art if you get what i mean yeah um yeah that's because of the control in the in the fight as well isn't it i mean like you look at the boys like the difference there in like if you're watching if you're going to one of the stadiums in thailand there lumpini stadium like you're watching the boys fight a five five fight uh five round fight and even in the fifth round, they're still just standing in front of each other, and it's just like a game of chess. Looks like it's easy by looking at it, but it's mm. just like it, they're just literally waiting for someone to make a mistake. And that is that yeah. it, it's it's fucking beautiful to watch. But even when you when I was in Simbi, I was like, their attention to detail, especially there, their attention to detail was phenomenal. You know what I mean? And it's like they see potential in certain people, and that's just natural to any coaches yeah. right you like you go in there and they see a fella that can that's train them well and you know they'll they'll suit you with different coaches because you're a different type of fighter or whatever but then yeah. mm. it's, it's when they take you aside and you do a pt and then you might be literally twisting your foot the wrong way like and they'll go through it and they'll go through it and they'll go through it until you fucking get it right like and yeah. i just think that's like you said it's like it's like a traditional martial art like in that aspect yeah, mm, they even gave definitely. you a uh, nickname, didn't they, Alex uh, Simbi, if I'm not wrong? Oh, yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, he did. Something, uh, I can't even remember what it, why he gave me a nickname. I can't remember. I think it was something to do with your kit because it was so bloody hard. <laughs> it was something to do something, with that anyway. Something. It might have been just the word champion, I think. Like, I think that's what he was talking about. I don't about. know where Kingpin comes yeah. from. I, I'm not sure, but anyway. Yeah, but, the coaches um, there were brilliant. My favourite was D. Do you remember D? Um, D. What did he was the, the man. Guy, I've got a picture of the guy. Yeah, I've got a picture of the guy. I'll send it to you at some point, and then I, if because how long were you? You said you were in Simbi for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I stayed there for two, two. I think it's two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah, so you might yeah. recognize. Yeah, you might recognize the uh, uh, the guy. I mean, that was a while, but I mean, I watched like a couple of the clips, Josh, that you sent me. Yeah. Um, a week or two ago. And obviously, I've changed a lot. Like since then, I was still in that kind of low hands. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been doing Muay Thai before that, but obviously, definitely after going to Thailand, it was a lot more sharper and, and just a lot more mo- motivated as well to try and just you know just you know, watch more YouTube videos, trying to like keep my stance in that kind of way. Yeah, man, I want to go back uh, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just great. The food was great. Uh, you know just it was just a different kind of place especially in phuket phuket's like a paradise isn't it it's just it's just nice yeah. if you're not used to being at a beach and whatnot it's great isn't it but you mm. know if you're if you're coming from like i don't know cornwall and you're every summer is great it probably isn't that much <laughs> different <yeah. laughs> who knows yeah i'm not really gonna I compare de- cornwall to thailand <laughs> <laughs> i definitely love the whole like obviously beach life and having a bit of a party and everything like but i reckon the next time i go the next time I go out there, I reckon it'll be literally three and a half weeks of just 
sleeping training. in the gym and just mm. training and then maybe like two or three days go down and just enjoy the last few days but like my sole goal going out there and I was just going to be improving you know what I mean mm. would you ever go to Bangkok maybe do any of those uh, gyms yeah I'd, I'm, I'd be open I'm open to go anywhere in Thailand I think it's one of yeah. the most beautiful countries ever but yeah, I, there's one fella actually what's his name Um, he's on fucking he's a famous not fucking trainer oh, train, si- train. Sai Chai Oh, Sanchez, oh, unbelievable. Um, no. There's a trainer, he fights it. It's, it's trainer, trainer, trainer Gee. And I hear Trainer Gee. Yeah, 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 he is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> boys, I want him to hold the pads for me so bad. Just, <laughs> just getting the... swept. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just watching the video to see when the guy gets dumped. And... Yeah. <laughs> so he's so been training, uh, he's been training Super Bon, and that's the only guy yeah. he, can't, he can't trip. He's <laughs> the only guy he can't beat in, oh, in the pad work. So, he's uh, so good. Yeah, honestly, I'm just scrolling through my Facebook and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, here we go again. Yep, five seconds and that geezer's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that's our first podcast anyway. Um, next time, I think what have we got up next? I think we've got one. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, groundwork, jujitsu, uh, judo, and whatnot, and just. Uh, the difference between modern day then and now um if we can we'll try and get some uh i think we're gonna get try and get um, that. leo on the next one um yeah bjj coach so that would definitely be a good insight and each week we're going to be giving uh, certain shout outs to our supporters this week is going to be for sponsor the fighters on instagram uh, great page obviously links up all fighters with um sponsorships via clothing or accessories and even um, protein if needed. Uh, so yeah, give them a follow at sponsor the fighters on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it for the uh, first one. Owen, anything you want to say? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Straight to the point. I love it. That's it, mate. No. <laughs> no, I'm happy with what you said, Joshy Boy, and thanks very much for everyone's partners because obviously it goes a long way, and it we does. really appreciate it. Especially in these hard times as well. Absolutely. So, um, 100%. yeah, thanks for that, guys, and uh, we'll see you again. Peace out, boys.